No matter what we are seeking, one thing for sure is same for all of us. We do what we do for our own joy. You may want to see your child happy, but behind the scene, it is you who is being happy by seeing your child happy. That's what drives your muscles and brain to push forward. Listening to this, a friend asked me, well, what about the person who commits suicide? Does that make him happy? A person committing suicide is seeking relief from his own sufferings. So basically, it is the same search for joy. And here's the catch. We do what we do to attain happiness, but it doesn't necessarily mean we'll always get that. This is the hard truth. If things are not done the way they should be, we don't get the required result. Throughout the history, the Sanatana Dharma, Buddhism, Stoicism and all other paths have been seeking this same truth and they have come up with useful solutions with little variations based on their times, places and circumstances but they have unveiled what we call the root cause of our sadness. Hi, welcome to the fifth episode of Master Within Podcast. I am Shobhik Ghosh, the host of this show. Every Friday, I bring you a unique perspective to deal with your mind and help you master the most effective time management and social skills so that you can become more happy, productive and successful. Malawi is a small place in South Africa. Water is super scarce there. There is thin resources of food and technology and education is like a privilege. People there dream to visit the metropolitan cities, thinking if people here don't have to worry about food and water, what else can be a problem? It must be a heaven. In war-stricken countries like Syria, a day without a bomb blast feels like a holiday. But relative to them, we should be in a holiday in heaven throughout the year. But we know how happy we are, don't we? I often hear my friends reminiscing. Oh, how happy were my childhood days. Wish we could be jolly as we were back then. These kind of things I often hear from them. Now here's the paradox. With age, we are getting wiser. We are getting richer. But why not happier? If wisdom, money and all is for happiness, then aren't we the failures? Yes, I think most of us are. To our own selves, we are a failure. We often fool ourselves to look successful from the outside, in the eyes of other people. But since everyone is desiring the same thing, no one's desire is actually getting fulfilled in this way. And this is the sadness. When we desire something, a sense of want, like a vacuum 
appears in our mind. This vacuum strives to be filled. And if it is filled, or if it is fulfilled, the sensation, we call it happiness. And if it is not fulfilled, we call it misery, or sadness, or grief. The outward impulses that incites our desires are endless. The more we make ourselves available to our environment, the more we tend to receive them. I can see my friend having an ice cream and want arouses in my mind to eat that ice cream. I can see a person having continuous successes in his life and I may feel backward, I may feel jealous. So the possibilities of desires are endless. But we cannot back off from our environment. Or how will we work? How will we eat and enjoy? So the introverting and the hermit lifestyle is a momentary solution. Unless we deal this hankering from inside, this time bomb will never stop ticking. At first, note it down. No need to think you are happy or sad. Or what will make you happy, don't need to think about your own happiness. Just make sure that you are doing the needful. At the present moment, you are doing what you should do. Don't pay heed to your mind if it is sad or happy. Just do the needful in a proper procedure. With physical actions, the mind will follow. This is an active solution to the problem, but it works in the early stages. As long as this sense of inadequacy, the sense of want, is not removed from the heart, the war is never completely over. So the active ways, just like I mentioned earlier, it is useful. And it's doing these things is philosophically intuitive. But in, in practical, it is cumbersome and hard. For anything dealing with our ego or our mind, passive treatment is always a wiser choice. For example, just like we can't see our own face, what we do is we use a mirror and through a passive vision we comb and shave. We must understand this. Happiness and misery are just two modes of mind. Master says, nobody is miserable by nature. If one wishes, he can drive it out. Pray to the Supreme Father, thy will is good. I don't know what will make me good. Let thy will be fulfilled in me. And be ready to accept that. The joy will remain and the sorrow will not touch you. This is the true passive way of dealing things. No one ever saw the Supreme Father of my Master or Ma Bhavatarini of Ramakrishna doing their work. No one saw the Father of Lord Jesus or the Allah of Rasul to do anything physically from outside. But it is the ideal or the Master, the Christ or Rasul who is always doing things but in a passive mode of mind. They do, yet give their passive nature of surrender to the Supreme Beloved. The effect of action never touches them. To most of us ignorant but intellectual people, 
It may seem like a fallacy, but it is indeed the science of all sciences and the true essence of a prayer. The key here is to be ready to accept the outcomes of our own action. Isn't it common sense? If we spit vertically in the air, it will come down to us. If I water the plants, they should grow. But if we are not grateful for what we have now, then how can we imagine to be happy when we get our desired results? With this lack of gratefulness, we forget the art of enjoying the good in small and big events of life. Soon, like my friends cry, our childhood seems further and further. Last but not the least, even if I water the plant, due to some environmental catastrophe, they may be hampered and my action may seem fruitless. That's why being good alone is impossible because we are always intertwined with each other like the organs of a body. Master says, try to give others as you desire to have. To proceed with this understanding is enough. Everyone will like you and love you spontaneously. I think this statement beats all behavioral skills. I know what kind of behavior will make me happy. So dealing others with the same kind of gesture is the surest way to form our happy relationships and bonds. So sadness or dukkha is a vast subject, yet a very common one. This Sanskrit word dukkha came from the root dus and stha, meaning when we are standing upon a bad base. If our stand of life is not existential or imaginary, then our happiness is also non-existential and imaginary. Even the riches of the world can't quench our thirst. So we need a good stand, a living stand, who himself has the normal access to the blissfulness that he himself speaks about, not just in words, but in thoughts, expressions, and deeds as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Master Within Podcast. In this episode, we try to understand the root cause of all our sadness. We understood the desire unfulfilled is the misery and how we can deal with it. And through that, we understood the practical way forward to it. You can access the show notes of this episode by visiting masterwithin.org or by the link we have provided in the episode description. You can always subscribe to this show from wherever you get a podcast from. I hope you have learned something. And if you did, please let me know your biggest takeaway from this episode on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or app at master within official thank you so much i'll catch you guys on the next episode